Hello and welcome to the Fearless Man Podcast. This is a show where we talk about everything that God wants us to remember to do as a husband, a father, a friend, a leader, and even a chef in the kitchen. Don't miss it. Share with your friends and I'll see you on the podcast. This is your host, Andy Falco Jimenez. Hello, my friends. This is Andy Falco Jimenez coming to you live from Orange County, California. Wow, I'm seeing myself and there's a little bit of a delay. Let me know if let me know if you see that, that I talk and then there's a delay with when my mouth moves like a one of those old kung fu movies, Godzilla movies. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. Ah, I'm going to kill you, Godzilla. All right, so um, uh, this is the Fearless Man podcast. This is uh, episode number two. And um, first of all, um, what I didn't do in the introductory is uh, tell you a little bit about myself. And uh, I believe that is necessary because there's a couple things I want to make sure that are very clear. Um, one, that what we talk about on the Fearless Man podcast is what I hope to be, and I will strive for it to be biblical. And I and I've and I've, I've walked around a church for about twenty five years. Not I, I called myself a Christian, but I really wasn't walking with God. So. I, I know that from time to time I may make a mistake uh, in regard to a reference or what a particular piece of scripture means, but I, I want to tell you that my my goal is to be as biblical as possible when referencing the Bible. Now, what happens in that <laughs> discussion on occasion is my, my flesh may get in the way. And um, although I walk closer and understand more of what God has called me to do than ever before in my entire life. Um, I want you to understand that, of course, none of us are perfect. Only Jesus Christ was perfect So, and is perfect. So I will do my best. Uh, the other thing is I want you to know is that by no means am I saying that what I do and what I share with you is necessarily the right way. If there's something that I say that, you know, I, uh, let me give you a couple examples. So I have, I'm going to, I'm going to explain uh, this a little bit later, but I, I have a lot of kids. And so, uh, I, I, there will be a time when we're talking about raising men and, um, young women into this world, how I perceive that God has called us as fathers to, uh, raise children into this world. And I may say something like, uh, uh, as I am today, and that is that um, I tell my children all the time I'm not their friend, and people go, oh, "What? Why can't you be your children's friend?" And I and I remember my oldest daughter one time saying, "What? Well, why can't you be my friend? Because I'm not. I'm your father. I'm your dad. My job as a father is different than a relationship with a friend." And I know that that causes some people some grief for some reason. I'm not sure why, but it it does. But again, that is. What I've learned over the years that it is best for me to have a father-child relationship, father-son, father-daughter relationship, than it is to say, you know, you're my best friend. Now, from time to time, we may say that when we're fishing, you know, I'm glad to be out here with my best friend. Um, but I, I often will remind them that 
although I may say that from time to time, you got to understand, I am not your friend. I am your father. Uh, and, and this is important for how they treat me. And when it comes time for discipline and when it comes time for uh, order in the home, that how they would react if a friend said, hey, stop doing that. That if coming from a friend, that's like, screw you. I mean, you're, you know, who are you? You're my friend. Um, as opposed to, yes, dad. Yes, sir. Um, and that is a completely different thing. So I just want to explain this may, this is just an example of that. Um, you may feel differently, but I, I don't believe that God wants us to be our children's friends. Uh, God wants us to be our children's father, just as he is our father. Uh, and so um, I, I, I just want to make sure that uh, if any time that you feel like, you know what, Andy, I think you're stepping out of line. You know what? I don't agree with that. I want you to comment. I want you to put in the comments so that I can see it during the broadcast. Uh, whether you're watching live or on the replay or just listening on the podcast, you can send me an email uh, that says, you know what you said the other day? I don't particularly agree with, and this is why. I would appreciate that this is why. You know, there's nothing worse than having an argument with somebody that says, well, because. <laughs> like, well, why? And they go, well, just because. Um, I, I think that uh, everybody must wear a mask. And I'll go, why is that? And they'll say, because. Because it's safer. Well, who told you that? Uh, show me the study. Show me the research. Show me where it says that that that, that is um, what we should be doing during a, uh, a viral outbreak. Um, and uh, they never will be able to because it doesn't say that in the science. All right. <laughs> Just quickly jump to a different subject there. Um, and so let me now in the in what I told you before, I think it's important to talk a little bit about my background and I and I will get to my testimony. I don't think today's broadcast is um is appropriate for my 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 testimony now anytime uh, can be inappropriate for a testimony but not in uh, what it is i want to share with you today i think it's more importantly that i tell you a little bit of my background so you can say well why should i even listen to you what who who are you and um what experience do you have in this life <laughs> and, and um are you just going to tell me how great you are no as a matter of fact i'm gonna tell you how horrible i i am now and how i have been in the past i'm a i'm a wretch um, just like you, a sinner. But um, the important thing is, um, well, number one, I, I didn't say this on the, right off the bat. I, I did say to comment when you don't agree with me, but I, I want you to comment all the time. Um, let me know that you're watching. Let me know where you're watching from. Let me know um, what you think about it, what it is we're talking about, the subject matter. I would, I would love it, uh, and it would, I would appreciate it because you commenting uh, pushes out this broadcast so other people can see it. It'll, it'll go now. I'm, I'm shadow banned all across every social media platform other than rumble, of course, and, and rumble, um, and truth social, but please comment and let me know the comments both tell me who's watching and, and who you are and where you're watching from, but it also helps other people uh, get notifications that this, uh, live broadcast is, is showing right now. And it may encourage somebody to watch for uh, a second <laughs> or more. So my background, I grew up in La Mirada, California. So I'm a native Californian. I still live in California and I have yet to have flee this once beautiful, fantastic, glorious golden state. I, I still live here with my wife and my six children. Yes, I have six children. I have three boys and three girls of all different ages, all the way from nine years old, all the way up to 29 years old and everything in between teenagers, um, uh, elementary, I have two in elementary school, one in junior high, two in high school, and one adult. Um, I'm a former police officer with the city of Anaheim, 21 years, retired in 2005 after a fairly serious car accident, which uh, caused me a, a <laughs> now this sounds funny saying this, but a severe head 
head trauma, uh, where I had uh, vertigo and some other things. I, I believe that all my rocks are still in place. I, I, I believe I still have my intelligence in intact and a whole bunch of other stuff. I think seems most of it seems to be gone now. My vertigo uh, has, I've not had vertigo in quite a while. I did suffer from a little bit of PTSD and um, anxiety attacks that uh, I would take myself to the hospital because I thought I was going to die. Uh, though that happened on at least two occasions, maybe three. I think there's a third one in there where um, if anybody's ever had an anxiety attack from some type of trauma, uh, been in a, you know, in war or a couple shootings like I have been or uh, been shot at, um, uh, seen some uh, pretty horrific things with children, um, decapitations, um, hangings and all kinds of things that you are responsible going to there's a there, and, and child molestations that I investigated as a sex crimes detective. But, uh, if anybody, anybody watching has been through those things or have, have gone through trauma in your own life where you have had a death in the family or lost a child to suicide or what have you, that, um, that will cause your brain to, um, to malfunction, uh, and protect itself in, in many ways. Some, I, I found that some um, actions that your brain takes, blackouts, um, uh, moments of, of crying and, and anxiety and depression, in, in some ways of what I've learned is that it's, it's one way a brain protects itself from completely falling apart um, and, will, and will go into a, a stage of, um, of confusion or, or blackout, almost like a, a, a blue screen on a, on a PC. And then you have to reboot and get back out there and, and, and recover. Sometimes it takes medication. Sometimes it takes talking to somebody, uh, but whatever it may be. And in many cases, it takes God. I will tell you that for sure, that having God in my life has changed so much in relationship to my past anxiety, depression, um, PTSD, and um, other issues that uh, cause darkness in my life. God definitely is the light. Jesus Christ is the light. Walking with the Holy Spirit um, changes everything and is quite often the, the one medicine that, that, will, that will cure uh, those things. Um, but um, having told you that, so you understand that that, that uh, was my professional life for a while. I, I also started a few businesses. One of them is dog training business. I've trained police dogs, detection dogs, narcotics dogs, bomb dogs, bed bug detection dogs, cell phone detection dogs, um, termite detection dogs. What else did we do? We trained a, um, a remote control for the TV detection dog once and uh, a couple other things. A, a lot of pet dog training over the years. I've uh, been on television with Caesar Milan. We created a show called uh, Love My Pitbull and some other stuff. So my uh, professional life was, was mixed with law enforcement where I was involved, obviously, in the canine uh, unit. I was a canine handler. My police dog saved my life from a, an armed gunman. Uh, to training police officers all over the world, uh, importing dogs from Europe and Canada and South America, uh, doing business in places like Kingdom of Bahrain, Afghanistan, um, I, uh, uh, Ireland, um, where else? Peru, did I say Argentina? I don't remember. Canada, and of course, again, across the United States. Um, had a security company for a period of time that uh, was uh, grew very quickly and and. And very fast, very quickly and very fast, two, two very similar words, um, and then crashed um, 10 times as fast where I lost everything and nearly lost my home, uh, everything I owned, all my retirement was gone and um, eventually would uh, get divorced. Um, and so lost a marriage behind all that kind of stuff. Um, 
currently I'm, uh, I'm so I'm supposedly retired, but uh, I, I, I'm busier now than I've ever been before. I've, I've got into the social media uh, broadcasting um, platforms and uh, broadcasting uh, television shows. I have uh, written several books, uh, become a num- uh, eight-time number one best-selling author, and um, uh, testify in court cases involving uh, use of force with police, uh, police cases, criminal cases, uh, narcotics cases, um, homicide cases, and, and most of those cases are involving dogs or some type of tactics involving SWAT in a, in a dog of some sort, and that's what I do uh, quite often. And I'll go into greater detail probably in some stories that I will share because the only thing I can do when I'm sharing a story is share a story mostly from my experience, either of, uh, you know, being a police officer or investigating law enforcement uh, across the, over the last uh, 10 or 15, 20 years that it's been that I've been doing that. And, um, and it'll be relevant. And so I apologize. There will probably be a lot of police stories or will be a lot of stories of, of raising my children of my past and, um, and uh, of past marriages and that type of stuff. So that's where I'll, I, I'm going to I'm going to pull from my knowledge, uh, and and just touching on my 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 faith with God. It was it's been a uh, it started off as a, a Catholic. I was raised a Catholic. I became an agnostic. Agnostic. At, at one point, I even thought that I'd start my own religion, <laughs> and then uh, and then finally found myself in a Christian church. Uh, little did I know, for 25 years, I was merely a man walking around in a Christian church. And then, it, it, and then finally, just about three or four years ago, uh, Jesus Christ walked into my life and showed Himself to me, and uh, and that brings me essentially to where I am today. And so that, there's a little bit of background. And so I just wanted to lay that out there because I know that it, at times you could be listening to somebody and you go, well, how do they know that? Uh, what, what gives them the experience to be able to comment on something like that? And, and oh, I'm 60 years old too. So, uh, you know, over 60 years, at, at some point you're going to learn something, I think. But I've been a business owner. I've been an author. I've been on television. I've been a police officer. I've seen some pretty horrific things. I've been in a couple, I've been in a shooting. I've been shot at. Three different times, um, I've uh, I've attempted to save some lives that I wasn't successful. I I I believe I did save a couple lives uh, during my my time. I've been in some very horrendous car crashes at a high high rate of speed, uh, chasing bad guys, and um, and so uh, and done some horrible things uh, in my life that uh, God has forgiven me for, and I'm thankful for that. And currently, I'm married to an amazing woman. Her name's Hedia former Muslim uh, has come to Christ. She teaches me stuff about uh, Christianity and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit every single day. Um, and she is amazing. She is the love of my life. She is the gift that God has given me uh, because of my, uh, my surrender, I believe, to him as my Lord and Savior. And, um, and, and there you go. And, and, and strangely enough, there's a lot more to that than uh, you uh, know at this time. But if you've been watching my other show, we do a devotional together every day called uh, Living Fearless Devotional. Hence the name Fearless Man Podcast. We do the, the devotional we do is Living Fearless Devotional, which we do together. So look for that. Uh, go to resurrectministry.com down here. Uh, where are we go? Where are we point? There we go. Right down there. It says resurrectministry.com. Go there and you will find those other broadcasts. The Fearless Man Podcast isn't up there yet, but it, it will be there shortly. All right. Let's look at a couple of these comments that came in while I was talking. We got April Roga watching the man podcast. Now, April's not a man, but she can watch. It's okay. She knows a man. <laughs> uh, we got, uh, oh my, I'm thinking this is my lovely wife. She's the only one who calls me lovey, unless there's somebody out there that calls me lovey. Um, she hasn't accepted the terms to allow her face to be shown, uh, from her 
She's probably watching from a private Facebook group. That's why it does that. So if you're if you're watching from a um, uh, a Facebook group, you have to give Facebook and StreamYard permission to communicate uh, and let them know that it's okay that they show your image and your name on a live broadcast. Uh, April says, there you are. I am missing seeing you with Andy. <laughs> Wait, she can't be on the man podcast. Uh, Hedia says, ha, this is his man show. Yes, I needed a man show. And April says, ah, sweet surrender. There is nothing like it. Absolutely. I love that you're watching this um, April. Show this out to your man friends and let's see that if, if, it, if it will touch them in some way. Um, okay, so what I want to talk about today is um, something that I struggle um, a great deal with and have over the years. Now, I have lots of friends that are men, but I'm, I'm a horrible friend. <laughs> I know, that sounds bad. You would think, hey, and you know, you're, you're, you like to laugh and have a good time, but I, I, over the years, I've done lots of things with, with men. I've gone to Vegas. I've gone to um, uh, clubs. I've gone to, I've traveled the world. I've gone to Europe and uh, Slovak Republic to Poland. I've gone to uh, uh, fishing down in Cabo San Lucas with men. And, and, and I'm sure that you have too. If you're a man watching this or if you're a woman watching this and, and, and thinking that you might share, your man, share this with your man, is that I, I want you to understand that this is not a call to do more of that. All right. I'm not telling you that you need to go out more with your friends and party, that you need to go out and, and um, go to Vegas and go gambling and that kind of stuff. That, that all is something that I've done for most of my life. And, and although there are moments where you have connection and you say, you know, buddy, um, I think it's important. So I had a friend who has a, had a strong desire to gamble and spent a whole lot of money on gambling. At one point I had to step in and say, you know, Dude, that's a lot of money to be spending. And I know you make a lot of money. And I know that you work hard. And I know all these things. But I really believe, as your friend, that you should put a limit on what it is that you plan on spending when you're in Vegas and not to go past that. I mean, it, it, every hour he was going through 500 bucks. And I was, you know, it was like at the end of the night, he was, he was reaching $5,000, $10,000 that he would spend uh, in an evening um, in Vegas. And uh, again, he was, he was doing well and, and, you know, he could afford it. It wasn't affecting his life then, but I'm not sure that is what God wanted him to do with his money. And I'm, and, and he too was raised as a Catholic and I, you know, his faith I'm sure was not that, not that strong with God. Um, but now looking back, what would God have you do with that money instead? What would God want you to share with, his people instead of sharing it with the multimillionaire casino owners. And that, and that's what it's important. Now there's, I have nothing against people having fun and, 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 and doing it in a way that's, that's harm, mostly harmless. <laughs> but again, that was to excess. You know, the thing that the Bible talks about a lot is that doing things to excess is what God hates anything to excess. Um, and, and I, and th that's a time where you're with your buddies and your friends and you could do something like that. And so that is, is one aspect of being a friend, but what I want to talk about is a, a, a godly friend, a man needs other men in God to help them be accountable 
to if if um, you know you have a friend who has a history with alcoholism or gambling or womanizing, having a godly friend is is the best thing you can do when you've given that godly friend that you have that pact that you know as your godly friend you you and I have a pact that if you see me slipping. If you see me going in a direction that God does not want me to go, I want you to stop me. I want you to say something to me. I want you to interrupt that thought pattern that I go into when I'm struggling with my marriage, when I'm struggling with my kids, when I'm struggling with my business. Because when I struggle with those things, your wife isn't going to be able to stop you because you're struggling with her. So, Or you're struggling with your child. Your child is not going to stop you. Um, quite often the people in your household under your roof are when you are in that kind of state are the last people they're going to be able to stop you from doing the things that you go to when you are struggling with life in your flesh. And you, this is another safeguard that you have a friend that says, Hey, you know what? I haven't heard from Jimmy John, Jimmy John. And I usually meet up at, uh, you know, Bodie or, um, I don't want to say that other, the, the, the other coffee shop because they're communists, but, um, but Bodhi, I like Bodhi coffee shop, which we have here. It's a local coffee shop that normally we meet up at Tuesdays, but he hasn't been there the last couple of Tuesdays. I need to go to his house. I need to call him. I need to find out what's happening with him and, uh, and see what's going on. And that is the type of godly friend that I'm talking about that, that, that keeps you accountable, that, that reaches out when, when something's not right, when, you know, it normally texts me, um, you know, once or twice a day or a couple times a week, and I haven't heard from him. And that man will reach out because he knows the history, knows what you know Jimmy John has struggled with in the past, and will be that guy that reaches out. Now, again, I'm telling you, I am, this, I am not that guy. I am not, but I'm going to be. <laughs> My plan is that I'm, uh, I'm building a core of men right now, and I, it's, it's only been recently. I'm not telling you I've been doing this for 10 or 20 years. I've just realized that when I'm reading this book, it's the Disciplines of a Godly Man, and I'm going to re be reading a little bit from this, Disciplines of a Godly Man, that says, you know what, Andy? This God spoke to me and it said, Andy, this is the place. And you know, Andy, that you have struggled with this your entire life. You have no friends where they can call you out and you will listen to them. You have no friends that you can call out and they will listen to you. What we know now is that we being me and, you know, the triune of God um, is that I am weak in that area and I need I have a, a fantastic wife holds me accountable. I have my children actually <laughs> from time to time hold me accountable. Um, but I don't have any men in my life. Uh, went out to dinner with a great uh, man of God last night, uh, Rob um, DeSmith and his wife. And um, he is uh, a, a, a man that I want to call my fellow man in God that I would like to be that guy that holds me accountable. I've reached out to another friend of mine that I've met at church. His name is Jack. And I think that we could possibly be again, a, 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 uh, men of God together that will bond together and iron sharpens iron in that way that we can hold each other accountable and, and ask, you know, what do you need prayer for? What is it that you're struggling with? What it is, what, is there anything I could do for you today? Do you need me to do something, um, uh, you know, with giving you a ride somewhere, or do you need some help with something? Um, that, you know, that, that he's one of those type of men and in a couple other that I've just reached out recently and said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out and see how these guys are doing. And, it, and it's, um, 
it's, I can tell you it wasn't easy. It's not easy when you've not done it. And again, I'm 60 years old. I've not done it for all these years. And I, it's, it's weird. It, it really, <laughs> but I also felt the Holy spirit kind of smiling. Um, when I've done that and I've made this decision that, you know, I, I need to make this commitment and, and I will, I will continue this and we'll, we'll push it up. I'm going to read a couple of things uh, for you that will help explain a little bit what I've been reading. Uh, some of it is from this book. Some of it is from another article. What's the name of that article? I want to make sure and give them credit. I should have wrote it on my screenshot and I didn't do it. Hold on. Um, Harold Smith. Uh, it's from an article entitled best friend. And it may be a part of another book called Marriage Partnership. So, um, and I'm sorry, I don't have it written on here, but Harold's, Harold B. Smith is the author. Uh, and I, it looks like it's from Marriage Partnership and it's entitled Best Friends. So there, I'm going to be reading from that. I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember which one it is. But let me read a couple of things there. It's a mixture of paragraphs that I took out that I think are important. And a, a, a scripture that I'm going to read that, um, that I'm going to read first. And I, and I want to lead in with the scripture and I'm going to read in these four screenshots that I have of some uh, writings in this book and in this other article that I, uh, that I read. And then I'm going to end on a video uh, from Shadrach from his message on Wednesday. He's a pastor Shadrach. That's his real name. I think <laughs> that's his real name. Uh, he's a pastor at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. And it's just a little bit that talks about, you know, how, what we need to do at church and why it's important for us to remember, uh, other people in church need us uh, to sit with them sometimes and say hi and ask how, how you're doing, uh, something that we don't do enough of. All right, so um, let me just check out this comment that just came up. April says, are you seeking virtual male friends or only men to meet with offline? <laughs> well, I think it's important, April. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I've not thought about that. Um, I think first I need to find those men that are local to me that we could get together and uh, look each other in the eye and, and talk to one another once in a while, check in with one another, uh, be available to one another to, again, to help out, help out if there's help that needs to be done. Uh, and I'm, and I'm calling all of you that are watching that are men uh, to do the same thing at first locally. And um, I do have a, a zoom men's group that I do on Saturdays. And it's, it's, it's zoom now because one of the men live in Tennessee, April, funny enough, um, that is a part of that. So I think that's important too. So I think that those are different though. I think the virtual April answering your question, I think other men, friends in a virtual environment are, is fantastic. And one of the thoughts I've had with the fearless man podcast is that that turns into somewhat of a virtual man's group at some point. That is another thing I've been kicking around and thinking, you know, if we could grow this into a virtual Zoom, you know, however many want to join and we, we just get together and do a Zoom call together where we can talk a little bit more freely. This is obviously a public thing that I'm talking about now where I, I have no problem sharing some pretty dark stuff with myself. And, uh, but I'm sure other men don't feel that comfortable. So I'm thinking about doing that in a virtual environment, but that's a great question, April. Thank you for asking that question. But immediately my, my, my desire right now is to grab hold of a, a couple of godly men here and, and let's hold each other up and sharpen uh, each other um, in a, in a way that God um, uh, honors God. And so that's first. Second will be the virtual uh, uh, relationships that I build over time. All right. So let's uh, go ahead and first bring up the scripture and it's a, it's a, 
it's a pretty popular one, pretty popular one. It's a very popular one that uh, a lot of people, uh, especially men, we talk about this a lot uh, in all the men's groups that I've been with over the years, but it's an important one always to remember. And it means more now today than it did probably the 300 other times that somebody had read the scripture, but it says, oh, and it's um, John, 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 John 15, 13 through 15. I'm horrible at memorizing scripture, by the way, so you'll, you'll learn that over the, over the time. Um, so it says here, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I have made known to you. What a great, great bit of scripture there that, um, and I think the most important thing uh, I, I talked about this on the Andy Falco show, which is another show that I do uh, when we're talking about, you know, the failures of some men. And I know there's women in law enforcement, but please forgive me. This is a man show. Um, the men in law enforcement that showed up to Uvalde at the school there is that they made a decision not to give their life for someone else. Uh, and of course, in this scripture, it says greater love has no one has has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends, even the friends that you don't know, even the friends you don't know the names, even though the, the friends, uh, maybe the children of friends, that um, that is a great love. It's, a, it's difficult, but I, I know that in many cases, many men and, and men of God will not hesitate uh, to give their life to save somebody else's life. Uh, and even the unknown friend that they, they only know um, as being somebody that's caught in, a situation that they may die and that if you have the tools the resources uh, the skill or the job that um there's 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 no hesitation there was never any hesitation in my 21 years of law enforcement nor will there be now that uh, even though i may not be as quick and strong and maybe my knee is not as good that um when it comes time where god says andy you are in the best position to save someone's life that um, I would not hesitate to do that. And, uh, and I, I don't know that it's necessarily uh, in the beginning was from the scripture, but I know now that it's because of the scripture uh, in God's words that he put out um, well before any of us were around um, that this is what's important. This is what's important to know as a man, that it's your job that uh, if you're in a position to do so, that you need to lay down your life uh, for a friend. All right. So, uh, getting to the uh, screenshots I want to share with you. And I'm going to read these to you and we'll do a little discussion, but I want you to hear what, what is written by uh, Kent, R. Kent Hughes in this book, uh, Disciplines of a Godly Man. And then the article, which is, I think, the third screenshot, if I'm not mistaken, um, say, and really consider this and think about it uh, as you go through your evening and uh, week. All right, so uh, to say that men have no intimate Friends seems on the surface too harsh, but the data indicates that it is not far from the truth. Even the most intimate of friendships, of which there are a few, rarely approach the depth of disclosure a woman commonly has with many other women. Men do not value friendships. And I know that does seem harsh, but that surely speaks to me. That um, uh, you need to really look at that and, and really feel what um, Kent uh, is saying there that 
you may say you have friends. You may say that you go to the river with some friends and you do you know one thing or another, play hockey. I played hockey with a whole bunch of men that I, I love these men, but I didn't know these men. I didn't, I knew I, if they asked me, if you asked me how many kids I have, I would guess and say, you know, you know, Rob, he has two, not Rob. When I just talked about another Rob that I played hockey with, he has two. I knew Mike, he had um, two kids. One of them plays hockey now. And I was pretty close to him, but I do. Do I really know him? Do I really know his struggles? Do I know what it is that he needs on a daily basis to keep him on the straight and narrow and, and out of this flesh and walking with God? Uh, no, I uh, quite honestly, I don't. And, um, and I, and some of these guys I've known for 20, 30, 40 years. And, um, and yes, what, what Kent said in this portion of his book is very true. It's harsh to say that, um, men have no intimate friends um, is, is pretty true. And the data indicates that it is not far from the truth. Number two, Christ is our example. His ministry has centered in deep friendships with the 12 whom he repeatedly called friends. John 15, 13 through 15 is one I just read. And there was also the inner circle of three with whom he formed an even deeper friendship and to whom he bared his heart. And those are the three that I'm, I, I'm taking that number because it's written that I don't know that it has to be three, but I'm, I'm trying to find a trying. I'm going to find I, I, April's on and I, and I'm sad that I said, try because that, that we were not to use the word, try. We are either going to do it or we're not going to do it. So I'm going to find three men um, that I have an intimate relationship in the way that God wants us to have an intimate relationship that we, um, hold each other accountable, that we have that same relationship as uh, Jesus did, where it's an inner circle of three with whom he formed an even deeper friendship and to whom he bared his heart. Imagine having Jesus Christ bear his heart, <laughs> his heart to you as a man. Um, wow. Just, um, just, I just, it's so unbelievable, but um, yeah. Just to have that kind of relationship, I think, would be amazing. Uh, here's the from that article, I believe. Uh, being a Christian is a relationship with the triune God through Christ and with his body, the church. God becomes our father. We become eternal brothers and sisters. Relationships. The warning about not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, was and is a call to relationships and friendships with other believers. Friendship is not optional. In the eyes of God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the friendships that we make in church are not optional. And, and Hedy and I have talked, and I don't know if Hedy is still watching or not, but um, Hedy and I have talked about this a lot lately, that both of us, uh, we love each other dearly. And we have conversations about all kinds of stuff, and, um, and we have true love for each other. But we also have shared the truth that we struggle um, with people. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry. I hope Hedy doesn't. <laughs> I do this to her on the show all the time. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. And she goes, well, what are you going to share? But um, quite honestly, it is tough. It is tough because, you know, sometimes you're in a mood. Sometimes you just, you just want to be with God, I think. But God wants us to be with the people in his church. And it's um, what God calls us to do is not easy. I, I've shared, I've said this before, even when I was just a man, uh, walking uh, a man walking around in a Christian church, I shared. You know, being a Christian is not for the um, the weak-minded or the weak-hearted or the um, the weak. It is 
it is not easy being a Christian. It is not easy following what God has called us to do, to share his gospel, to go out in public, to in line at the grocery store, um, at a restaurant, which we have now, um, at a gathering, even in church with people that you would think are there for the same reason, sharing with them, strangers, people you don't know. And you sit next to somebody, and you go, oh, this person, they smell or their teeth are odd looking um, or their, their stories just like don't jive, you know, whatever it is. That's not, that's not for us to, <laughs> it's so hard. It's not for us to decide. God has called us to be there. We, he sat us next to this person for this person for a reason. Maybe this person needs to see God in us. This is the time that that person who's struggling with life, struggling with knowing how to tell a story, struggling with knowing when to stop talking needs to be with us, needs to see God in us and needs to know how God has worked in it. God, it took 55 years for God, about 50, about uh, 50, let's go 57. 57 years it took me to listen to God. God never gave up. He was always there. He's always watching me. He took his hand of covering away from me to let me struggle, let me hurt, let me get hurt, let me have cancer, let me be in the hospital because of COVID. And then he would put his hand back over me. He goes, had enough? <laughs> He, oh nope! Had to, he takes the hand away, and he the, and he sat me next to a person that needs to see me, not the greatest person in the world, not with the greatest history of the world of being a sinful person. How God has worked in my life, and he has sat me next to this person for a reason. And Andy, I don't need your attitude. I don't need you to be so um, judgmental of this person's teeth or what they're saying or their breath. I need you to sit there and I need you to share with them what it looks like for somebody to be walking with God dwelling inside them. That's what God calls us to do. He doesn't want my opinion. He doesn't want my attitude. He wants me to share. It's just an hour and a half at church. It's just a moment of time um, that he needs me to sit there and show what it's, what God has done in my life. And, uh, and that's the way it is. And, and it's so easy to get into our flesh. And, and, and Hetty is much better at it than I am. I can tell you, I, I, I leave her with people all the time. I'm a horrible person. I've told you, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a horrible person. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I hope, I've, I hope I've, I've, I've saved it a little bit. But um, it's hard. It is hard. Again, I'm, I'm telling you, Hetty's way better at it than I am. I, I struggle with it all the time. And she will tell you, I leave her. Uh, I abandon her all the time with, with people that uh, are very chatty, but I'm, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to get better at that. All right, let's go back to uh, slide number four. Uh, if you are married, your wife must be your most intimate friend. That is true. But to say my wife is my best friend in quotes can be a cop out. You also need Christian male friends who have a same sex understanding of the serpentine message or serpent serpentine message. I like to say time is it tine or teen? serpentine message uh, passages of your heart. You will not only offer counsel and pray for you, who will not only offer counsel and pray for you, but will also hold you accountable to your commitments and responsibilities when necessary. We will now consider a prime example. Oh, I, I was supposed to cut that off. Sorry about that. Because then there's another paragraph, but I didn't want to go. I, I could have just shared the whole book with you, but 
Um, let me go ahead and read this one more time. If you are married, your wife must be your most intimate friend. But to say your wife is my best friend can be a cop out. You are also you also need Christian male friends who have a same sex understanding of the serpentine messages or passages of your heart who will not only offer counsel and pray for you, but will also hold you accountable to your comments and responsibility commitments and responsibilities when necessary. So yeah, that's uh, that's the one thing that we can do. If we found a, a fantastic woman, like I am, uh, you know, God has gifted me with that. It's so easy. It would be easy for me just to spend time with her. And I think that we both kind of would be okay with that. Um, but I know that she has found a group of women that she really enjoys going to Bible study with and has gone to lunch with some uh, fantastic women. And she comes back very positive and, and, and very um, uh, um, convicted and shares some fantastic stories. And I, and I think maybe a little bit of my desiring, uh, it may be also a little bit part of the flesh is that I'm a little bit jealous that she's been able to do that. And I go, wow, I want to do that. I want, <laughs> I want to have some men friend that I don't uh, don't do the things that I used to do in the past, but have a relationship with and get to know them and have. And this sounds funny now, because now when you hear same sex, it sounds it's, it's used in such a negative way now in our world. But uh, in the sense that God wants us to have a same sex relationship with a man is that we again, iron sharpens iron, that we help build each other up, that we bring each other closer to God. And that's the kind of relationship that God has asked us and wants us to have, and not just simply one with our, our, our closest friend, which is our wife. So you have God, and then you have your, your spouse, and then you have your children, and then you have your, your, your friends, you have your men friends that uh, you do life together with, and hold each other accountable. I think that's super important. All right, so um, I hope that all kind of comes together for you, that this is where I'm at, and I would like this here, you know, as, as you watch this, whether you're watching on a podcast, share with me uh, in an email or share with me on a comment if you're watching a replay on one of the social media platforms. Uh, right now we're broadcasting on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Rumble. And so make sure and comment and let me know how you feel about what it is that we, uh, we talked about today. All right, I'm going to share with you uh, Shadrach's message, and I, I think it's a, it's a good one. It kind of follows up on on what it is that we're supposed to do at church, kind of what I was just talking about just now, about how even, just even for a moment, not necessarily our three friends, our three closest friends that God has called us to bring in that, that he um, demonstrated in the Bible, um, but when we meet people at church, when people are there because they're sad, when they're depressed, when they're hurting, that quite often we go to church to kind of get that lift that we need from God to hear something that God may have to say to us on that particular day that maybe we can add to that by being the Christian that God has called us to be. Uh, the person walking with God, the godly man that God has called us to be is that we sit down next to somebody and say, Hey, how are you doing? My name is Andy. Um, how can I pray for you? Or is there, um, where are you from? Um, are you here by yourself? Or are you here with family? And what's that all about? And getting, uh, getting get to getting to know them and that this is what Shadrach uh, has has to say about that so listen oops so listen to this uh, verse one we're almost done oops I hope I of course here we go church the world's coming after us we need each other we don't have time to fight amongst ourselves Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand we cannot stand as a church and the culture and where this culture is going 
if we're not one. And the only way that we can be one is through Christ and his atoning death and sacrifice upon the cross and resurrection from the dead. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, there's no other way. Which means it's incumbent upon each and every one of us to maintain our walk with Jesus in such a way that we make sure we keep short accounts with one another. That we are loving, that when people come in, we snatch them up and we bring them into the family and into the fold of God. And that they get to experience the healing love of Jesus through us. Because that's what people need. You guys, I don't know if you're aware, there are very lonely people within our church. You walk by them, you see them every Sunday, you see them every Wednesday, and you, you have no idea. They're, they're just thinking, I wish someone would come talk to me. And it's easy to come in and go, oh, where's my group of friends? And where, where's, I sit over here and we greet those that we know and we miss those. And I get, like, well, there's the meet and greet time. Yeah, but that's so superficial. Is it not? Because do you go like, oh, hey, after service, let's talk. No, because we all, and I'm guilty as you are, okay, in this. We, hey, how you doing? Okay. Then we turn around, sit down, and forget everybody that we just looked at. So doing the word is important. And notice here, Jesus said, we will come and make our home with him. This is where we get the idea of our heart being God's home, right? It sounds so elementary and so childish that our heart would be God's home. But literally, Jesus is saying, we'll come and make our home with him. Now, turn to Revelation 2, uh, verse... Yeah, so there's a little reminder from Shadrach. Uh, I've, got, I've gotten really... Um, uh, I've become really fond of <laughs> Pastor Shadrach. You know, um, Pastor Jack Hibbs, who is the, uh, the lead pastor, uh, the founder of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, um, you know, uh, most people that, and I would say probably everybody that goes there is goes there because of him and because of his messages and his, his love of God and his, um, his, his ability to teach biblically, biblically. And, um, when he's not there, uh, people get sad. Um, he has some great guest speakers. Don't get me wrong. We've had some really fantastic guest speakers. We've even had Mike Pompeo, um, uh, speak there and Amir Safarti, um, and, a couple of the, the pastors on staff, but um, you know, I got to say when Shadrach is, is now the, the backup to Jack, I'm, I'm glad because he's, he's really good. And so um, he can, he can be extremely funny. He, he follows the, the biblical teachings of the, of the church. Uh, but if you've not had a chance to follow Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, uh, and uh, Jack Hibbs, then um, you're missing out. So make sure and subscribe to the um, uh, the, the YouTube channels, or I, I'm sure they broadcast they broadcast all over the place. So whatever it is that you use, whether whether it's um, um, uh, Facebook or Rumble or what have you, I'm pretty sure that there uh, there is um, a channel for them on there uh, for Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. But uh, I know for sure it's YouTube and Facebook. Those are the two places where, where I watch right now. And uh, he's, he's a guest on a whole bunch of other like Fox News and OAN and Newsmax. And I believe at some point he has a show on Newsmax, if I'm not mistaken. But um, And then he's going to have his own channel, I believe, popping up his, his own network. So definitely a, a place to follow. But Shadrach as a, as a follow-up pastor or a backup pastor is amazing and fantastic and, and so happy that he comes on and talks. But that message 
supports uh, what I wanted to make sure and get across today is that you, as men, need other men in your life, other godly men that will hold you up, hold you accountable, that will be in your life. And, um, and then also you want to be able to be there for, for people, uh, maybe not just men in church. When you're there at church, that you need to be that man that's open. It's hard for men to be open. It's hard for men to start a conversation sometimes. If it, uh, you know, they know how maybe to start a conversation to pick up a, a girl, but to sit in church to have a, a conversation that God wants you to have is a whole different story. And that is something that you have to work at and need to be better at. And I know that I do too. Uh, very strongly. Uh, Robert just said, unfortunately, he's in Mexico, which is a, a long ways off. And I think that's, look at that picture of him. Fight, uh, that's a police dog biting his arm or a, a, a protection dog biting his arm. And that's uh, uh, Robert taking a bite. He and I know each other from the dog business, um, but he is in Mexico. So it'll be important, I think, Robert, for uh, folks like you that it may be at a little bit of a distance from um, all of us that uh, we start something virtually and uh, invite you to be a part of uh, something that uh, um, can connect you with men um, if the, the, the chance or the opportunity of a face-to-face -face, uh, meeting with men is difficult. Uh, but I want you to try. I, I, think, I think there's got to be someone near you, no matter where you're at, that um, you know, we talked about a cop-out of using your wife as your best friend, which is great. Having a great relationship with your wife is fantastic. But like the, um, I believe it was Kent said, it's a cop out to um, to use uh, your wife as your as your man friend. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of another way of saying that. Um, but also, you know, there there's got to be somebody close to you that you can connect with. But uh, I do think it's important to put together some type of uh, Zoom group. Or connecting with men. I think that uh, I think we need to do that too. Just to round it all out. I do love my, uh, like I said, I do have a Bible study that I do on Saturdays with a group of men. It's a very uh, closed group of men. It's uh, men that were all part of um, a Cub Scout group. And um, so it's difficult for me to bring in other men in that group because that's the kind of connection. And again, that sounds kind of silly. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm right on that. Um, but I know that is the connection. It, these are long-term friends that have been friends for 10, 15 years and have all gone, gone to French church here in Yorba Linda. That's the, the connection. Yorba Linda friends, uh, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, um, Eagle Scouts is, is all part of this, this particular group. So I don't think I can, I, I'm, I'm, I just joined. They've been together for 10, 15 years. I'm not sure how long, but a long time. Um, so I think I'm going to need to probably start a, another group. Uh, and do something with Zoom. Uh, my my Facebook user, which I think is still my wife, I'm not 100% sure, uh, says <laughs> a Zoom group is a great idea to start. Yes, thank you. I think we'll do that. Uh, Roberts also says Zoom and Jan French says uh, great idea. All right, so we'll start putting the end of that into works. And uh, I, I'm using Zoom kind of like Kleenex. It may not be Zoom. It may be another format. I have a couple different formats that I use. Um, one of them is called Kajabi that we'll bring people into. Um, but whatever the form, it'll be one that we can green, uh, bring in a, a, a large amount of group or a large amount of men or even a few men. It doesn't matter uh, that we can uh, do something like that where we need to help each other out and be there for each other and have frank discussions about what we struggle with and what it is we need help with and what it, what it is that uh, we need the other guys to hold us accountable for. 
All right, my friends, I hope you've enjoyed this. This is, um, again, episode two. The podcast is not up yet because um, when you're creating a podcast, I believe you need three to five episodes uh, to upload for it to be pushed out to things like Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts, that kind of stuff. So it'll still be probably a week or two before um, I record enough of these episodes like this one to do that. But the, the podcast will be the official podcast, which is the audio version, uh, will be up. But um, I have to get a few of these uh, up first. And so once that's done, I'll let you know um, where you can find that podcast and uh, how you can subscribe and be a part of it. All right, my friends. Uh, love you guys. God bless. Uh, thank you, women, for joining. I do appreciate that, too. But make sure and share with the men in your life uh, so that they can um, partake and be a part of it. This, this show will um, uh, evolve to include a couple more. I have a couple ideas about having a couple sections so that we'll start out with one particular message and then we'll end with some type of, um, you know, how to do it yourself or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm, I got a couple things, you know, some features that will be added add-ons to each one of the shows. So there'll be the message and then an add-on of some sort. Uh, like I say in the intro, I want to talk about barbecuing. I want to talk about doing manly stuff and where you can go to hike and be with other men and, and, you know, fishing and all kinds of different stuff. So I want to take it beyond the simple message like today's, which is building friendships with men uh, and then uh, additional things that just help. Uh, because I think the one thing that's lacking and I'm going to, the next message I, I believe is going to be talking about the, the trouble we're having with young men and why we're having these shootings in schools and why there's so many, so much difficulty with men right now um, uh, struggling with gender identity to again uh, being violent that um, I know we need to have that discussion as to why that's happening and how we can make some changes uh, in that uh, particular area of our world um, but once those are done then I'm going to start trying to add these features uh, onto it so those are some things you can look forward to and um, uh, if you have any other ideas please make sure and again comment whether you're watching live or the replay comment and let me know hey you know Andy um, you know I think this is great I think men struggle with this and uh, show ideas are always welcome uh, for future broadcasts. All right, my friends. Love you guys. God bless. Take care. Bye.